ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> we are back. And by we, I mean just me. Uh, this week, Jesse needed to take a week. He's got, I guess, stuff going on. I don't know. He's probably working. Who knows? Um, but I wanted to get something out. Uh, so I have with me a special guest. <laughs> There it goes. I just heard it right at the tail end of it. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. That's it's, right. It's me, Mr. Myers. It's Seth from Who's Next Gaming Entertainment, right. the Empire. That's <laughs> me, back, bloodied, bruised, and beaten by Ornstein and Smo. <laughs> fucking bastards. These fucking assholes. You know what's God, so funny? Damn it. Is I used to hate them. Like I would, I was terrified of them. You know, just because. When you first playing a Dark Souls game, like getting to Man Eaters and Demons, and then getting to Ornstein's, the first time you see two bosses, you're like, "What?" Or even Gargoyles. Gargoyles were so hard for me when I first played, because you see two, and you're like, "Well, that's it. That I'm just done. I can never do this." And like mm-hmm. now, I went in with a fucking dagger on ONS and beat the piss out of them. Like first try, it was yeah. it wasn't. Even, I mean, I am leveled, so I my my only thing on this run was I'm trying to do all the bosses with a dagger, which I've done all but two. Because the two beast bosses got me, man. Seath, I could not get in range. I literally could not get to him. Because he would he would turn. He kept doing this. I was trying to get his tail for the Moonlight Greatsword. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. You, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute. So you're, yeah, it's cool. you're getting... You're, you know, you've been making progress. So that's what's fun about watching your streams. And if you guys are interested in seeing it, he is Sammy Savage 88 S-A-M-M-Y Savage 88 at Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Sammy Savage 88. You can watch him beat his brains and body against <laughs> the wall that is currently ONS. Um, but it is fun to watch because you can see every run. Not every run, obviously, you know, there's fluke runs. Like that's what happens. You go in 40 times and you know, 38 of them you're like making progress, and then two you just get immediately, you know, bitch slapped back to <laughs> the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's true. I've beaten Smo four times now. Damn. So you switched so, back to the Smo strat? Yeah, but I'm not liking it. I think, I think uh, to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. I bet you I can nail this fight in like 30 minutes if I go down and get a fire fist. Like, it's just that simple. Yeah. I know it is. Because if I knock out Ornstein first and get the fire fist and do the extra damage on him... Like I'll take him out fairly, fairly easily now that I like know the fight so well, and um, Smo shouldn't be that hard on the solo. Yeah, Smo's super I'm easy because it just gives him a little bit of AOE. But you're already down with the rolls. You know what I mean? He doesn't do any like necessarily new moves. I think he does one spin, which I think he does regular anyways. Like he just does it, but it's empowered where he spins around, does like a little whirlwind or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he jumps in the air and comes down, and then lightning shoots out from under his ass. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yeah, he gets an AOE lightning. Um, it, it, you know, you're not doing anything other than fists, so it doesn't really matter because that's the only thing. You know, if you're doing a going for the plat, you want to get, you want to get to them and do them. And I think both new game and new game plus, you can get each soul mm. because each one does a weapon. You need that for Knight's Honor, which is. The only I need Knight's Honor for Plat on PS4 or P, you know on PlayStation. I need Knight's Honor. I need all spells and I need all I can't remember. I need one. I need like four, um, four of them, 
And then on Dark Souls 3, I only need rings, emotes, and miracles. And miracles, I only need boulder toss. I have to go back and get the stray demon in New Game Plus um, to get boulder toss. I just mm-hmm. haven't gone back and done it because that's an easy one. I could knock that trophy out like in an hour or two, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I use, I always use the stray demon soul to get Havel's ring because, you know, early game, that's like a lifesaver. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But anyways, this week we got no Jesse. Uh, he'll be back next recording. Um, and we are going to do... Seth had the great idea to do another like retro review because there's not much going on. You know, we, we have shit to talk about because we've been playing a boatload of Dark Souls. Uh, Lulu's got a lot to say right now. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we always have stuff to talk about, but we didn't have any like topic for the episode, so... Uh, I mean, you saw Free Guy, which you can actually do a review on that. Um, you know, you yeah, in my week, I'll give it a quick, like, surmise, no spoilers, you know. Sorry, I was yelling at Lulu. <laughs> Lulu please. It's all right. I got a husky in here, and then, like, in my recordings, you'll hear, like, <laughs> I always mess with it. Tell us she sound like a spooky ghost. Because she does. That's how the huskies sound. They just do yeah. that all, like, <laughs> yeah, they're very talkative. Yeah. Uh, breed mm, they don't really bark they like try to talk <laughs> and uh you'll hear that in my podcast yeah. from time to time i'll just be like shut up you just, you just <laughs> so now i've let her in when we record whenever she starts getting handsy because she shuts up but then she sniffs all my podcast buddies balls so <laughs> it's the pro and the con hey you know that could be both a pro and a con. If you haven't it gotten your a pro, you know, you, you haven't gotten your balls, balls sniffed, sniffed in a long time, you know, it might be <laughs> a nice change of pace. Uh, what's the peanut butter? <laughs> oh, let me run some of this peanut butter down there. Let's do a little peanut butter trick real quick. Your boy needs. <laughs> listen, any any nose is a nose, okay? Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So we're gonna do a retro review of Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive, which is. A great movie. If you've never seen it, it's on YouTube. It is free. Um, there's a couple yeah. versions. I watched the, I don't know, I think I watched like the uncut version, which I don't think is much different. Just probably a little more blood. I did watch one version, and I thought it was my Bluetooth, but I think it's just the video that's uploaded there that the audio cuts out like about three minutes in. Really? The audio just cuts out. And just doesn't but the come video back. is still going. That's so funny. Yeah, but there's another one there that had it. And the, and the picture quality of it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did one. I, I don't know if this is the actual movie because it was very low budget, um, but the audio gets a little echoey, which is something that I think is just a, the fact that they didn't have a budget and they had to ADR a bunch of sound. I noticed that too. I think yeah. it might just be them. I think yeah. it's the, the movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, so if you've never seen it, stop this now. Stop what you're doing. Go watch it. It's great. Um, I mean, there's not much we can really spoil, you know what I mean? It's it's a, just a goofball 80s horror movie, you know? So it's not like you're going to... There's no magic, you know, twists or anything crazy. I'd so. say the closest, like, you can compare it to for something, like, that happened maybe about, what, 10, 15 years ago was uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like a black comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of that. And it's, like, basically, like, zombie stuff, mm-hmm. kind of. It's yeah. so weird. It's such a funny premise because they don't really it, I, the rules of what they are. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. go ahead and uh, hit our. It's been. It's been. Uh, it's been two weeks. 
and in that two weeks, I have been playing a lot of Dark Souls Remastered. I so I talked about doing the class run, and now you know I was just dicking around. I just did it for like one stream just to see how far I could get. And I think I got through Capra, um, and then I was like, I kind of just want to play again. You know, just play for a bit and just play fun for fun, not like a run or whatever. Like and not not my normal build so i was streaming and you were like do daggers dude try and wield you know try and put one in you know a weapon in each hand because you can parry with an offhand weapon just depends on them i think i think it depends on the weapon itself and so at first i was doing short swords in each hand because you could do it and it just looked cool but then i realized that for reposting if you're using a bandit dagger you're getting like 140 percent i was telling you that yeah because that's like that that's the whole thing i'd say about it is like sometimes when i first did my run you you watch some of my first run of of, uh dark souls Mm -hmm. and i did a thief and i remember you saying like that's that's different it's interesting but one of the things is like most these weapons always have a positive to it right like it's yeah, not crazy yeah. to play with a knife it's not even crazy to play with fist i did all of dark souls 2 with fist right it's true but like i built into it they do level they do moderate damage you know you could do one swing with a great sword i might have to punch you about four times but those punches are quick it's you true. know what i'm saying yeah the and only can, the only thing i found the like now that i've done it you're right like they make uh they they make every weapon pretty viable. I mean, you know, not every single one is like new game plus seven viable unless you're very good at uh, you know your your timing and you know every boss's pattern. Sure, but the only thing I found with daggers is the damage you have to really hunt for the upgrades. Like you really got to go do your due diligence and get ahead of the curve. Where like with a pure you know strength or pure dex build with like a decent sized weapon, you know you're going to be able to kind of uh, scale accordingly you know damage the damage is going to kind of stay stagnant but you can you can survive with a dagger i had to go hunt down the large ember and then the very large ember i had to go do it because like i was fighting artorius and he was like i was doing like 40 damage to him (laughs) with 40 decks like so then i got to plus 15 and that was at plus 10 uh so then i got to plus 15 and i could do like 70 it was really like I think it was like 52 damage, but by the second one, it was like 104 or something like that. You know, whatever. Mm. But he you doesn't get... bleed stack on it, did it? Yeah, he doesn't bleed. That's what sucks. Ooh, shit. Okay, yeah. yeah that's a rough fight. I think same thing with the uh, Four Kings. Four Kings, but that's where that ghost stacker I was telling you about comes into play, because that actually has a stronger attack power. With really? It. So I would switch to the ghost stacker, because ghost stacker could still do bleed, but I don't think the crit is as good as the bandit. I think the bandit's one of the best ones, but I'm not positive on so that. So I just got the best one. It's from the DLC. It's the Silver Tracer. But I think the base yeah. damage on the dagger at plus 15 is actually going to be higher than the Silver Tracer uh, at plus 5 because it's a tw- twinkling titanite weapon, so it only goes at uh, plus okay. 5. I think it's going to be slightly less main damage, but the parry damage will be higher. So what I'll do is just swap to that to my for my reposts, you know? Yeah, I think the ghost. I think the ghost dagger goes on twinkling as well, if I'm not mistaken. Well, once you get to the giant, you know, he sells twinkling. So it, that's what's funny because in the other games, like in two and three, twinkling is not purchasable. Like, you, yeah, you have to really go find the lizards, and it's like, it's much more of a commodity. Um, but yeah, I 
and I did do poison arrows to get through the fucking dragon archers because I was not. <laughs> so I've done every boss so far, and I've done every boss up to uh, I need to get Nido and the Four Kings. And I got to the Tomb of the Giants, but I literally can't see. So I got to go hunt a Skull Lantern out because mm. I can't do shit. But, oh, I'm going to need to find one of those too, man. Yeah. Although I did actually run through the uh, the archers. So you talk about Anne Rolando, yeah, that yeah. runway? Yeah. I did exactly what I planned. I, I ran through them all, ran through the demons, dodged through them, dodged the arrows, went up there and parried that knight to death. That's awesome. That's how I made it through. Because when you get to the one on the right, the left one can't hit you anymore. So it is, yeah. it, they, it's, it's annoying as fuck because. When you first play Dark Souls, you're like kind of taught to be like slow and methodical, right? Like, all right, I'm going to get through each area. I'm going to kind of like look around corners. That's like the first time that they're like, haha, stupid. Like, (laughs) definitely fucking run. You have to run, you know? Um, But it does reward you for running up there uh, because, you know, once you're halfway through, the one on the left can't get you anymore. And then the one on the right, you can just time your rolls. It's just, it's, it's so scary, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it, it is nerve wracking, man. I when I so I beat Artorius last night. The, you know, the Sif's buddy. Uh, in he's like the first big boss in the DLC. So the, in the DLC, I tried like four or five times on the Guardian. Uh, like the big Chimera looking, like the big white lion with wings and a scorpion tail. Yeah, I could not get in on him. I just couldn't do it. And like I'm not as patient as you, so I was getting really mad. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm doing it with... I have a Balder side sword. That's like my secondary that I built up to plus 10 or plus 13. Um, But I hadn't done that yet. It was at just plus 10. And that was like my... If I get stuck at a spot and I just need to be able to like get through it, I'm just going to have that, you know? Um, So I had to do it to to him. Him and Seath, I just couldn't get to him. Like I would swing and they would just... Their pattern would move them just out of my way. I had to do that a few times on... um... Dark Souls 2, because I was mostly doing a fist run, but I wasn't really trying to do anything. Yeah, like, it wasn't a challenge Alan. run. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, um, what is it, the Royal Authority? Oh, God. I had to use an axe because I needed something that could one hit. But this is the thing. <laughs> if I remember right, I didn't realize what the Champion Covenant was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had it attached the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, that's the real that's the real hard mode. It's, yeah, I remember fighting what is that big goo monster down in the uh Oh, in Earth and Peak? Y- no. No, that's wait. the that's the poison chick. No, I know yeah, he's just like a big rot the rotten. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Rotten. That bitch would kill me in one or two hits. Jesus. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, dude, I was stuck on him for a couple days. Like, cause it it it, it I ain't gonna lie, that fight was almost like um smelter fight. Yeah. In the sense that he had the giant like cleaver and he would swing it and you just had to kind of keep moving and dodging at the right times. And it was fucking rough. And I was like, what the fuck is this game about? And then like after I beat that, after I did a few more things, I was like, dude, I told Jesse, I was like, God damn, man, that shit was rough. You did that? And he was like, Yeah, he wasn't that bad. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, all right, man. <laughs> That's so funny. I said, well, goddamn. 
Yeah, and uh, but showing up the, the Champions Covenant, because if you go through some of the videos, you can see the Covenant symbol on it. Uh, except for, I think, like one, there was like one or two fights. I had turned it off because, because uh, again, I didn't really know what it was doing. Yeah, and you didn't know it was I hard mode. Off, yeah. I, I turned it off to do the Dark Covenant because I wanted to go into that little... Um, the little dimension of that little world area. You know what I'm talking about? Where there's a dude, he's chilling in like a, I think he's like in a wheelchair or some shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he's the hex guy. Yeah, and you gotta be Dark Covenant and you can go into this like little portal he has and like Havel's down there. And uh, a couple other little, like like almost like summon, like NPC summon enemies type things. I don't know what you call mm-hmm. them. Yeah, they're all down there. So I wanted to do that. And I had just left the Dark Covenant on because I didn't really care. I wasn't really that concerned about a Covenant. And then I, I beat one of the bosses, and I was like, that shit was fucking easy. And you know what it was? It was the two bosses. There was the um, the two fight right before the final boss of Dark, Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. I forget what their names are, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I went there, and I was like, that shit wasn't bad at all. Like That shit was kind of easy. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. And like it started clicking to me about this covenant thing that I was in. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's fucking. That's like hard mode. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> oh there's no. a difference. <laughs> oh boy, Great. yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy, man. Dark Souls yeah. Two is just so big. It's just too yeah, big. Boy, actually. Wasteland is trying to go through it right yeah. now. I said, I was watching his stream. He was having some issues with the Rune Knights. Man, those three are they could be rough, dude. Yeah, it's oof. they're 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 pretty bad, man. Yeah, he's having a time. I watched them, I think, for about an hour trying to get at him, and uh, he's just getting snailed to the wall. But I, he could, he's he's like, man, this game feels so different from one and three. Like, I think it's throwing him off a bit. It, so yeah, it takes up. it takes a bit of getting used to, man. It really does because it just plays different it's it's the role like the movement is different the you know the the rolling is different they you know the speed and then he didn't know about nobody ever knows about adaptability um so that's yeah it's parry too man yeah it's a little different in that as well it took me a hard time to get down the parry in in that game and i still struggle with it a little bit it's funny because when I started the dagger build, I was like, fuck it. And I parried every single enemy <laughs> the entire time. Like, it's all I do now. And it, that's from, you know, since 2011 till probably late last year when you started playing Dark Souls Remastered. I never parried. I don't think I parried even one time. And then now it's like I'm the parry god. I had some guy like try to like i don't know what he was doing on on reddit so i don't mess around on reddit i actually posted a couple of my videos on reddit and i've been getting a little love some people messaging commenting and stuff like that a couple upvotes but nothing crazy and um one guy put up oh it's my first time or like i'm going through dark souls blah 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 so i was like hey man why don't you try parrying I was like, you know, like don't do it to bosses and stuff. My my basic advice was low level enemies and stuff experiment. And this and this one guy was like, oh, I don't. You should really worry about parrying. If it's your first time playing, you could just do a backstab and it's blah blah blah. And it's under much blah blah blah. And I was like, all right, dude. Yeah. I like, I mean, relax. technically you're right. Technically he's right. Like parrying, I think it gamifies 
It does. It really does. Because once you realize that the damage you eat when you when you when you miss a parry is really not all that much, like Mm -mm. it it really makes it less of a thing. You're just like, oh, I'll just fucking repost, you know, parry and repost everything, and Mm -hmm. that's what I do now. I mean, every enemy I can, even some of them you can't repost, but if you parry them, you get you open them up for like a free attack, you know, or two really. Like the big shield guy, when you get to Undead Parish, you cannot mm-hmm. repost him. You can parry him, um, and then it, he just like because he has a giant tower shield, so it makes it so that you can get you know through that and beat him up. Um, but yeah, it it I I mean you did it, you know what I mean? Wasteland went through without a shield. I mean he used a crash, grass crest shield for the stamina mm-hmm. regen, but I mean yeah. you know most people would say like make a, get a shield, keep it up. That's bad advice. That's what I did. And it really limits your playing of Dark Souls. And not to say that no one should use a shield. Like, go crazy, right? Have a tower shield at some point. Make a build for everything. But to start the game, you should learn to roll and you should learn to parry and repost. I I 100% agree. I think that's uh, it's it's important. It's, it's actually kind of how I play games in, in particular is... um. Most games, I I used to do this when I play games. And I hear y'all talk and like you and Jesse and mm-hmm. y'all are kind of guilty of it. I think in some games, I think, and maybe I'm wrong. You can correct me, but, um, you hold on to items waiting for that moment to use them. Yeah. And then that moment almost never comes cause nothing ever feels important enough to use the item. So like, I've heard this from a number of people too. Not, not just y'all I've number. And I used to do it too. Oh, Jesse definitely does. He he har- he he like hoards all his items. After Sekido, I learned that like just use them. I use my pine yes. resins now. Like I use everything. If I'm stuck, try it all. Yeah. Yep. I I I play typically I play like that. I will use items with reckless abandon. Uh to a point, right? Yeah, of course. Once you start knowing the situation you're dealing with, then you start strategizing a little more on, okay, uh, I'll try not to heal here, or I'll try to hold this item here, or whatever the case is. Then, um, but typically, I'll you know, like when I'm playing shooters, I throw grenades. Sometimes it's the first thing I do is throw a grenade. I see like two, three people, boom, grenade. Like I don't hold grenades because most shooters, too, you're getting that stuff, so you get replenished. Yeah. So use everything you got. I would say yeah. in Dark Souls, the only ones I would hold on to. And only use like in you know emergencies or like the divine blessings and things that are like just a last minute heal. But really, I never even use those because if I can't heal with you know if I run out of heals, I'm running out of heals. One more yeah, isn't really gonna... more than enough. Exactly, and one more isn't gonna save a run. You know what I mean? Though I last night <clears throat> on the Artorius fight run that I finally got, I I think I fought him about maybe five to seven times somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, I was raging a little bit, but it's more like I wasn't even really raging. The other night I did, I was just like pissed and I could tell I was just in a bad mood uh, after a couple runs. You know, like when you get to the point where you've been mad at the enemies on the way, that's how I know I'm in a bad mood where like <laughs> I'm running up and I'm like, you fuck, fuck, you, you know, um, but yeah, I'm cursing out Ornstein yeah. <laughs> you know, about every gameplay I do yeah. now. It's just like, you fucking asshole with your goddamn spear. <laughs> Moonwitch was laughing because I called Artorias a dirty bitch like fucking five times. I was like, you dirty, you dirty fucking bitch. You dirty bitch. Like every two seconds because he kept hitting me. 
because he does a flip attack and if he hits you once he does it three times and you can't get up like that you, you you know whatever and it doesn't do all that much damage but he like powers up in his you know in his second form he like goes super saiyan or whatever like kind of like how F- sister freed does um mm. and so if he does it then it, it hurts but um but so yesterday in the run i won i ended with one estus and i got an estus because someone kindled a bonfire like in out nice. of 15 i was down to like three and then someone kindled i got a free estus and then i ended with one so i would have had zero awesome. <laughs> it <laughs> felt awesome. i was shaking from adrenaline when i won it and i you know it's been a long time but i've never soloed the dlc i only went through the dlc once and i played it with jesse i think he like you know i summoned him and we just kind of went through it mm, mm. so up, man. it was very cool so yeah i've really been playing that a lot and then mortal shell just dropped a dlc i streamed it a little bit the other night and then i went to stream it yesterday but it's streaming it and you know running Streamlabs and the game my it started lagging a little bit started getting choppy and it's because it really like pushes my graphics card i mean it's an unreal engine 5 game so it's it's you know and it's beautiful but on ps5 you don't get you know like ps4 ps5 there's no issue but i think for pc it's just taxing it a bit i I think i could probably lower the graphics settings i didn't even think about that because i'm so used to playing these kind of games on console you know Mm. uh but it's really fun they added a roguelike mode where you just kind of you can't heal other than through parries um and you know mm. it's just randomized enemies but man they they put archers everywhere and it's really annoying they're just everywhere yeah that's that's something i'm probably gonna have to check out i know i watched some of your gameplay of it when you played it i think for the first time a while mm-hmm. back and um i know that one in hades is kind of on my radar which is something that jesse's actually playing right now if i were you I'd probably go Hades, then Mortal Shell. Let them patch up the DLC because it's kind of it's got some issues. Like there's some bugs uh-huh. in it, um, and the, I mean one of them is like a game breaking bug in terms of you can do infinite damage. There's a special attack you can do with the new weapon when it's in its two. So it it is either two katanas, or you switch it like a Bloodborne weapon and it turns into a giant great axe. Um, not like giant. It it turns into a long axe. Um, but with the long axe, if you hit L2 and R2 at the same time, you'll do this like three-piece combo that has a jumping attack that you do a flip and you slam. And the game is broken right now. It'll slam and you land on top of the boss and it hits him like 400 times. It'll just kill a boss in one hit. So, Damn. yeah. I mean, you wouldn't do that because that's not how you play, you know? Man, I was... When I first played it, man, I was hating on the hammer and chisel, which is like the dex weapon in it. So there's four main weapons uh like a claymore a giant zweihander type sword that's not curvy like the zweihander in dark souls but really long and then a giant uh mace that is on fire and then there's something called the hammer and chisel and it's just what it looks like it's like an ice pick and a hammer and that's the dex weapon and if you couple that with teal which is the um, each shell there's four shells in the main game has a name and they have stats and and you know um it's like really health and stamina attached to them and then you can unlock things on like a little skill tree that give you different things like so with teal he has like the smallest health bar but he has like three times the length of stamina and one of the skills you can unlock is it doesn't drain stamina to run so you can just run forever um and he has a cool thing where like one of one of his skills if you get hit with poison it actually heals you for a certain amount of the damage it would normally do 
which is pretty cool. Um, so he's just like the quick, like little guy when he rolls, he turns invisible. It, it's cool. Couple those together and he's fucking awesome. And I played the first time like I would never like I started, I went out and tried to fight with it. It was I was like, this is trash. And then this time I went through, I was like, fuck, this is good. And then I got the newest weapon and I was like, I kind of want to go back to the hammer and chisel. But I wanted to play through with the DLC stuff, you know? Yeah, I always seem to typically find myself going for the oddball items, the ones that like I feel like nobody uses. Like when I did my Final Fantasy VII remake playthrough, I did it with the nail bat, which is just cool looking. (laughs) I mean, I I like because the nail bat, the nail bat plays into critical chance, critical attacks, and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So for me, I enjoy. I thought it was pretty cool, and I like the wind up and just smacking the shit out of people and seeing them fly like. Mm There's things about it that I think it's again. I think even some of the shitty weapons that that people consider shitty are always viable. Yeah. You just gotta like give it that shot, I guess. So um, I don't know. I I, I enjoyed like the nail bat in that one, and mm-hmm. so like uh, daggers and dark souls one are like fist. the fist. Yeah, yeah, like I I like that. I don't know. I like getting up and close and like punching and hitting and shit like that and. I was thinking, if you want, I could, uh, you could summon me, and I could drop you an additional Kestis or Cestus, however you say it, just because I know you can only get two in the game. Or can you buy more? No, I've got like four of them. right Oh, now. okay, okay. I was because I was just gonna say if you just wanted another, you know, Kestis or Cestus, however the oh, fuck. No, you can buy them. They're cheap as fuck. And like, I've got four of them right now. I've got a, a lightning one, uh, a raw one. Um, a magic one and a divine one. Oh, okay. So I'm okay. going to reset the magic one to, I think I should put it back to plus five. And my plan is I'm going to go down to the cave, go down to those caverns or the catacombs, and the guy there can make it a fire one. Yeah. I just need the green titanite shards, which I think I got I like think, two of them right now. I think you can get him to make it chaos, which is even better damage. Uh, it's only better to... damage if you use humanity. Oh, you're right. It's a humanity-based one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. it stacks on humanity. So, which, I mean, it would be interesting to, to do if I need it, but if you die, you lose all of it. <laughs> yeah, so if you get a fire one and you get that plussed up to, you know, whatever you can. Plus five, I think, is what I can do. Because after that, once you get it to plus five, to get it higher, you need the red ember. Uh, or some kind of yeah, you need the ember from the chaos witches or whatever down there, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's in the lava if I remember mm-hmm. right. Yeah, Ugh, I do not want to do better chaos. That fight is so stupid. I hate that. That's like actually probably oh, one of my least God. favorite bosses just because it's stupid. You just have to wait and like run the right way. Yep, yep. I'm I'm dreading that one. But I do like doesn't it save kind of it's the only boss where like if you destroy like one of its like things, if you die, it still stays destroyed. Yeah, I think if you get it to, you know, crush the floor a couple times, they stay crushed so that you know where to you, you'll drop. No, 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 I'm talking about it's actual like the 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 shield that protects it. Oh. Because you got to destroy the left thing oh, and the right thing, and no, then you I run don't in the middle. Think so? You might be right though. I haven't done it in so long. I forgot. I think the yeah. last time I died like twice, just thinking I just needed to get to the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm dreading that one too a bit. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking it should be easy enough. I'm just being stubborn. I was trying to see how doing it would smo. And like I said, I killed smo four times already. 
And like, dude, one time I had, I had, you know, I've been going in with 10 Estes, right? Yeah. So killed Smo had eight Estes doing great. Damn. And I was like, all right, I fucking got this. He one popped hit. up, <laughs> ran, ran up to him. And as I was running up to him, he jumped in the air and I said, oh shit. So I was like, oh, well, let me just try and run underneath him and run because I yeah, knew what he was doing. Yeah. He's coming down with the electric attack. Did not escape the area of effect and died immediately. Dude, that happened to me on Artorius. I was like, got him about, I think it was like maybe four, he, he had about 40% health. And I had, I think like eight Estes. Why did I go in with 15? So I might have even had like 12. And I was feeling myself. I'm like, oh, I might have this. I didn't say it, thank God. You know, it was in my head. I was thinking, this is the run, baby. And then he just did one thing. And he does like a, he hunt, hunches down and then he jumps up and he smashes down with like a frontal AOE of like dark whatever magic. And mm. I kept rolling to the side. I was trying to roll to the right just to get out of that. And it would hit me. And man... It fucking hit me and killed me. And I was like, you motherfucker. You have to like run and roll under him. That's what I would do. I'd wait a second till he's airborne. And then I would roll forward twice. And that kind of would get you past it. But yeah, I've been there. Dirty bitch. So that's pretty much yeah, all I did. I did get bitch. the Diablo 2 Reforged or whatever uh, beta. I, I pre-ordered the game because, I mean, that's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, so I pre-ordered it, even though I'm not happy with Blizzard right now. But it's like, I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah, that news that popped off about everything, too, man. It's been kind of crazy over there with Blizzard. Oh, yeah. Know. They fell from grace. I don't know grace. what you're going to see some new shit. Yeah, they fell mm-hmm. from grace. Oh, shit. I did something. I don't know what I just did. Uh, How did I? What did I do? <laughs> the sound waves are just different. Uh, mm. I must have clicked something, but it's it's recording. It should be fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, if it's recording and I'm coming in clear too and you're good, then yeah. All right. Uh, no, but I was just saying, yeah, Blizzard is getting sued by the state of California. <laughs> Jesus. You didn't hear about that? No. Oh, shit, dude. That's like huge news right now. Yeah. So Blizzard, apparently the state of California, whatever organization that works directly with the state that I guess investigates like corporations and stuff for mismanagement with employees or whatever the case is has been making a case against them for about a year or so especially after the me too movement stuff and i yeah. think um, some people came out about toxic workplaces so it's come out that at blizzard apparently like there was an employee walkout because like this is what happened the oh. state said that you know there's been a lot of like sexual harassment they claim one girl committed suicide over it jesus um yeah on a, on a trip she went on a business trip with one of the bosses and he had all types of sex toys and stuff and was uh, the, apparently the story is that he was like supposedly like implying like i guess he wanted to do stuff with her with it or some shit oh, and she gets nervous or scared or whatever the case is and she she killed herself oh, so man. um well this is where it gets crazy so like that they said that they were doing like um office crawls where basically the guys would all get drunk and just crawl into the offices looking up at the girls and shit like that. Oh my god. Um, yeah. And so like there was there was a couple of things that came out about this about all this stuff happening. Well, when this the state put that out saying they're suing Blizzard over that. Then whoever charged of Blizzard or I forget exactly who the person was was like Basically called, said, oh, that's bullshit. 
She's like, you, you've been coming here. You've been checking us out. We've worked with you. You didn't tell us nothing. And now all of a sudden you're trying to throw a lawsuit at us. So they try to kind of like, I guess, like buff it out or whatever. Oh, Jesus. And then the employees were just like, what? And they fucking walked because they were like, yeah. no, it's like shit here. And then like uh, one of the heads of Blizzard, that I think I think he stepped down or left. Whatever. He was like, I can't believe this. I'm so sorry to everybody. We didn't know it was happening. He's like, how the fuck do you not know it's happening? Like it's having worked it's, in offices a lot, and I'm not. I will never apologize for that behavior at all. So do not take that this way. If you're listening, I've just seen so much nonsense. Like, and I make off color jokes, but I have. I I'm never. I've never hooked up with a you know a coworker or anything. I've never even attempted to. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I make the same kind of jokes at work that I would make with you guys. You know what I mean? So sometimes, if it's if it's with a lady, it might seem creepy but i would never do it to someone i don't know uh, you know that that's not yeah. how we joke you know what i mean but i've seen i mean people people in my old job were like fucking each other and you know there was a guy that was a super creep he finally got fired but they fired him rehired him a couple times like and the Shit. guy would make so many women uncomfortable and we would all just be like but but why <laughs> like well i have him here he doesn't do anything yeah, see, I've always taken a, a, the approach of like, so when I'm in a new setting and a new situation, I'm actually pretty quiet and I'm more observant mm -hmm. and I try not to assume anything of anybody. So sometimes people will joke with me and it goes right over my head and like, they're like, man, I'm just joking, you know? And it's like, <laughs> and well, you're like well, bro, I don't fucking know you like that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna take it on chance that you're joking when you could be serious about something. You know, like I don't know. I don't know you. Now, once I get to know you, then you know I'll, I'll make a joke and you know do the thing. But I'm always and then like even with like with women, I've always been very like non touchy to the point oh. where like a lot of my middle school, high school years, I wasn't very good with the women because <laughs> I would probably miss signals all the time. I had one girlfriend in high school, all of high school. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we were together I've for had, two school two. years, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. yeah, it, I had only like two, maybe three. And I okay. like the girlfriends I had didn't even go to the school. Okay, they so, were like other girls that like I just knew from like church because I was heavy in the church growing up. So technically, yeah. I had two girlfriends. I had one girlfriend. So this is a girl named Michelle. <laughs> I met her at a party at my friend's house, and. My friend, my other friend that wasn't his house, and, you know, me and my friend Charles had gone to this party, and my friend Charles was like, oh, that girl's really cute. You know, she was like kind of grunge. She had like, you know, bright red hair that she had dyed. And, you know, she looked like um, an alternative chick, and he was really into it. He, that's kind of it was his bag. So she kept trying to like, she kept telling me like, I'm, I really like you. I think you're like cute. And I'm like, you should date my friend. <laughs> He's <laughs> over there, and he was really into you, and I am 0% interested but she had, you know, big boobs. She was not an unattractive girl anyway. I just was not interested. You know what I mean? I was like, I was in ninth yeah. grade. And she was like coming on really strong. And I was pretty scared, you know? Like I had a mm -hmm. lot of anxiety around that. And I still do. I have sexual anxiety big time. But that's why I'm married. You know, I mean, for more reasons than I love Kelsey. Not That's not the only reason I married her. But it yeah, helps yeah. being married because I'm sleeping with the same person. I don't have to feel anxious. And I still get it. You know, I still get anxiety just easier to work through because it's my wife and I know she's not going anywhere, you know? But yeah, so I was like nervous. <laughs> but then she was like, 
showed me her boobs and I was like, I mean, <laughs> I was Not like, I guess, I guess we can, you know, I guess I can be boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. she, I was like, no, you should go date my friend. He's really nice. And he's like, he actively was into you. And she started crying and I was like, fuck. And she was like, I'll have sex with you. And I was like, well, I guess we can. Cause I'm never going to, you know, this option's never going to happen to me. And then, but I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Like, I don't know that I could have got a boner. I was so scared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I had never even barely, I had kissed one girl in my life at that point. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It wasn't like making out. Like, I had felt on some boobs, but mostly like, because <laughs> I had this friend who in school was like, Do you want to see my boobs? And she had giant boobs. I was like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> so in class, she just showed me her boobs and I was like, Hell yeah. And then she's like, Do you want to touch them? And I was like, Uh, yeah. But like that was the extent of my sexual, you know, uh, experiences at that point. I was in ninth grade. I mean, I had friends who were having sex in middle school and stuff. But like for me, that was like way far away. Mm. And so she was my girlfriend for one night, and she gave me a bunch of hickeys, and it really pissed me off because I kept telling her I didn't want hickeys, and she gave me like three. And then I, I just, I was like, I. She didn't have sex with me, and I didn't even like wasn't even trying, and you know that was like kind of the only reason that I had ex- accepted her <laughs> request, you know, of being my girlfriend. And I really didn't want to. I didn't want to be with her. You know, it was one of those things. So then the next day, I was just like, "Look, I, I that was like a, this is all a mistake. I'm not interested." And then she cried, and you know, whatever. So I don't count it. <laughs> mm. And then my mom was like pretending like she cared at that point, like, "Oh, we got hookies." I'm like, "Bitch, you don't care." <laughs> get out of here like you literally don't know where i am at any point of time like you don't care so don't act like you care yeah i i kind of messed up on my first time because um it was a friend of mine and like it was it was the on again off again like there was always something between me and her that i knew was kind of there but then she started like i I was dating somebody and I, i think what happened was she got upset so she dated a friend of mine and that just kind of ruined it, right? Yeah. Like, I just kind of wasn't interested anymore. And, like, she started, like, talking to me, getting to know me while I was dating another girl. So, like, I, I, I've i never cheated on anybody before. It's not me something either. I do. So, like, you know, I wasn't really putting no energy into that. So we were friends for years, man. And she was a good person. And I, I would imagine she still is. We don't really talk anymore. But we were just kind of late one night talking and was just like, you you know, you want to, you want to fuck? Like, kind of <laughs> like that, you know? And like, she's like, yeah. So like, we actually set up a day where her parents weren't home and all that and it went down and it was great. But like, I don't regret doing that with her, but it kind of cost the friendship. Mm, and like, that's... that sucks. I had two friends in my life. Um, one I've been friends with since I was 12 and she was, I think she's a year older than me. So she was 13. We have been friends forever, and I consider her a really close friend, you know? And she was like, one a long time ago, she was like, we should make out. And I was like, we absolutely should not do that because we are friends, and I consider you a really close friend, and I like being yeah. your friend, and that will ruin everything over a quick fuck, right? Like, it'll be a one-time deal. Maybe, you know, we date for a bit, but then what? Then we break up, and we won't be friends anymore, and it's way better being fucking friends. And I had another friend, so her and I are still friends. You know, that was years ago, and we're good now. You know, my other friend was like, she dated my best friend, and so we got close. You know, like we would all hang out, 
And so, and she was part of a group of friends that we all all hung out, you know. So her and I had been hanging out a couple times, like t- t- alone. But I didn't think it was like dating, you know. It was just the same things we would all do. We were just like going around doing whatever. And so one time she dropped me off. I was like, "We should make out." And I was like, "No, we should not make out because you're my friend." And she was like, "I don't care. Like whatever. I'm. I want. I want to. I want to make out." And I was like, "Nah, dude." And I got out of the car. And then she stole my favorite sweater. Like she was. She was wearing it. And I was like, "Look, just give it to me next time." And I never saw her again. Like I literally don't think I've seen her in person since that day. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, with her, I, I talked to her for a few times afterwards. But like she even tried to do the the scare. Like she thought she was pregnant. She missed a period. Oof. And somebody something told me like you're fucking lying like it, it, like, it could have been we fuck like for sure but like you just had a feeling like you know this this isn't it because i was like i just played dumb with it i was like oh yeah oh man you know like just kind of but just try to not like get too worked up about it mm-hmm. right yeah not like freak out i just kind of whatever and all of a sudden it just never came up again and she didn't have no baby so <laughs> and, you know I'm pretty sure she didn't get an abortion. So um, her family was super strict, and I would be surprised if she had that conversation. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be that she was genuinely late and just was freaking out for a second and then didn't freak. You know, then it was fine. And and it could have, and I could have been an asshole about it. True. Like, and like in hindsight, I was young, dumb. I was like 15, 16 at the time, I think. And like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, and I could definitely have been better, you know. Of course, uh, I, yeah. I, well, she, but I mean, if she was lying, if she actually was lying, then then that's fucked up on her. Like, yeah. That's how old you, were you, you at this point? I was about fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, she, I, I mean, think, was about eighteen. Oh, I think seventeen. That's no, weird. I think she was seventeen. She was like a little older than me by like a year. She had a huge family. She had like two sisters and three brothers, so it was a big family, six of them. And and I was friends with all of them. Like uh, her, there was the the girls were the oldest, and the boys were the youngest. And I was friends with the whole family, you know. Like of course, yeah, yeah. They were they were the crazy Christians who would like everything the preacher said in the pulpit. All of a sudden, became the law of the house for that week. You know, like it was. They did a little bit of that, and they were all homeschooled. So that was also, you know, probably not the best move for them at all. But. um they were good people though. And um I and in fact her sister actually had a huge crush on me, <laughs> but I didn't really take to girls who like come at me that hard. Me either, dude. And, I used to get so scared and still do. Like I mean, obviously mm-hmm. no one hits on me now, but yeah. That shit's it it makes me I don't know. Yeah, she was the type of chick that she would be like she was overdoing it. She would be like trying to clean my shoes. Like, you don't need to clean my shoes. What are you doing? We could just be friends with it. She was like, she wanted affection from me. Like, she would try and do extra shit for me. And it's just like, nah. Like, and in fact, I was more attracted to her sister who played it off. Who played it like, you know, whatever. And um, in fact, actually, her sister, her sister that, that girl that had a crush on me, ended up dating a friend of mine. Uh not a close friend. It was somebody I knew in high school, acquaintances, you know. He knew people that I knew, and we talked a few times. And uh, about a year or two ago, he died. I felt real bad for oh, him. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's, it was. It, it kind of shook me, because I knew him, but I knew her. Like, I knew that mm-hmm. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so like when I seen a post up, I mean, I threw some money away to help out with some funeral expenses and stuff like that, but I didn't really want to open communication because it really hasn't been. And, um, and also my wife's wife's a little on the jealous side. If I opened up a door talking to more women, yeah, of she course. would be upset. So it's kind of good where it's at. I, you know, I kind of wish there was still some kind of friendship there, but it's what's done is done. Bro, you need to get on my level, bro. <laughs> my wife and I are zero jealous, but I mean, everybody's different, right? And every relationship's different. You guys seem like you have a great relationship, so I'm not actually hating. But I told my wife the other day, like I saw an ex girlfriend on Facebook, and she was my ex from a million years ago. She slept with a bunch of my friends, like you know, it was mm-hmm. not a good breakup. But uh, I saw her, and I was like, I should add her. <laughs> And it wasn't like I should add her to open communication or anything. I was just like, I should add her just so like to finally close that door of like, I don't hate you. Like, you know, it's, we were fucking 19. I was 20 and she was 19. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Or maybe she was 18 turn. I think she turned, I think I went to her 19th birthday party at her family's house, whatever. But I just thought like, I should add her just to show like, hopefully you're good you know like whatever hopefully we're all doing great you know and then i was like that's a really fucking dumb idea (laughs) like i had this whole process in my head it was very quick it wasn't like i thought about it for a day you know she was just on my people you may know and i was like i should add her like that would be a good way to say like i don't care anymore without having to message her or anything you know and then i was like what a dumb idea she is like a very very uh sexual type of person you know like I mean, she slept with a lot of my friends, and I think it's only been she like worked in porn for a long time, not doing porn, but like in the industry, and like mm. hooked up with a lot of porn stars. Apparently, had sex with James Dean, and then accused him of you know oh, during no, the Me Too it. stuff that happened. Who knows? Mm. I I don't know the truth of that matter, so I'm just gonna go with that it was bad, right? But yeah. like, I was just like, that's a bad fucking idea. That person is gonna come. I'm, not to say that she has any interest in me, whatever. But at some point she did. So if that attraction was still there, that would just become a problem, right? And I told my yeah. wife, and she was like, "Yeah, that'd be a really dumb idea." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. She's like, I mean, that the only thing that could come from that is that she would try to talk to you or not, right? Like, there's only two yeah. options, and both of them, one of them's all right, but either way, it's kind of dumb. And I was like, yeah. But she didn't like. My wife's not jealous at all. Like, yeah, no, my wife's like, the opposite, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay you clearly know how to deal with it right like you're yeah. and and if i'm sure if you had a conversation with your wife at the time like to say hey you know i just reached out because our friend died right like you know whatever i just wanted to say you know my condolences it's not like she would be like you motherfucker you know like i'm sure she's no, like, i told her up front you know yeah, yeah it, it, it was it was fine she's uh, not super crazy but uh, I mean, we all have. We, listen, we all have varying degrees of jealousy. I have almost none, but I have been cheated on a million times, so I have no tolerance for uh, like people opening doors like that. That's why I yeah. had that internal thought, right? That's why I was like, ah, that that's just a bad idea because it'll just be, it'll just look shady no matter what, right? And I've, I would tell my wife immediately, right? Like, I'd be like, oh, hey, I added, you know, this person. She showed up on people you may know, whatever. It's my ex. And she wouldn't care. Like, she's had exes reach out to her. And I'm like, she's like, they tried to add me. I'm like, you should add them. Who cares? Like, because she's never had, like, bad breakups. Real, real bad, right? So, like, to me, I'm like, whatever. You know, she. I think she had one in high school that was really bad. So, like, to me, I'm like, fucking add them. I don't care. Like, I trust mm-hmm. you. But I also respect the fact that she would tell me. You know what I mean? 
And that's where our line is, is like, as long as you tell me what's going on, I'm never going to blame you. You know what I mean? If a dude's hitting on you, I'm not going to blame you. But if you don't tell me and then you're texting them, that's my ex was like real bad. (laughs) I mean, she definitely cheated on me a million times, but (laughs) that's where I've gotten in life. Yeah, I don't know. I know I haven't I never had that many girlfriends, honestly. I've been like I said, I was never look how I play games, man. That's what <laughs> I, I was super That's how bad. you approach dating. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like I just played a game instead. So but I mean there was a couple women that gave me attention. Like there there was there was a few, but some of them I guess like I just there's some women that would come give me attention and I'd always have that feeling like, nah, not this one. But then there was like some women who were like, "Yeah, I want that attention." You know, like I don't know, like I was, yeah, it was yeah. a little. I didn't just try to throw it to any girl. There was one chick who was kind of attractive, but like she was ditzy as fuck. And I was, and like, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just do this because there was a lot of cats around me that would always like, oh, just bang her, fuck her, whatever, like that. Like mm-hmm. I got a buddy of mine that like, if he's telling the truth about his number, it's insane. You know, I have a, like, my best friend is the same way, like hundreds, yeah. and it's funny, yeah, uh, because I know his is true. <laughs> I lived with the guy. I think his is true as well because I, he doesn't. He's not someone who lies about dumb shit like that. I had friends and have friends that sometimes lie about dumb shit like that, so I know what that is. He don't do that, so yeah, I think he's yeah. telling the truth. That's why, I like, uh, oh, okay, I think you, I think you're telling the truth here, but like. Nah, me, I was always a little scared? more particular about it. Like, I didn't just want to fuck anybody. So I took the girl on a date, kind of thinking, like, maybe we'll just, you know, kind of fuck or whatever, just mess around, whatever like that. But, like, we was at the movie and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, that is ain't me. So I was like, I gave her, you know, pay for a ticket, have a nice day, whatever. And we kind of talked here and there, but I never went farther than that. You know, like, yeah. just... I, I went on <laughs> probably four dates with this girl. Beautiful girl really nice like mm. i i in like she should have been someone i was like holy shit right but like mm. we hung out a couple times and we never did anything like i think i hugged her maybe we got i had a kiss on the cheek type of thing you know and then i just i just didn't feel it it was one of those things i just didn't feel the click right like there was no mm. chemistry we just weren't having whatever and so i said it to him like hey you know i realize we're you know you're probably here with me like I don't think there's any chemistry here. Like, we got nothing uh, kind of going on. So I think we should just stay friends. Like, I am I would love to continue going to movies with you and, like, hanging out and whatever. I really enjoy your company. I just don't feel a romantic connection. She was like, what? Like, I thought things were going great. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, <laughs> I uh, really misread this one. You know, like, I guess we're just... <laughs> uh, I got a story about that one. There was this chick... That um, so I used to work at uh for this guy Frank, and we, I used to sell chills, cotton candy, all this kind of. I'd walk up and down the steps at baseball games and stuff. Cotton candy here. <laughs> Did this shit since I was like twelve, right? So there was this chick I met. And I was probably about fifteen, sixteen, around that age, somewhere around that age, right? And she was one of these like white girl, preppy, like real pretty. Real pretty. Like, I was, like, kind of out of my league pretty, I thought, right? She was really cute. So, But she was giving me play. So we was talking, this and that. She gave me her number and all that kind of stuff. Now, I don't know if she's just racist <laughs> or if we just didn't click. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> this is why I say that, right? So late middle school, high school years, I, I just hung out with a lot of black people, right? Still do. Like a lot of my friends are, are, are black. Yeah. And um, so like growing up with them, I started, I had the Rockerwear shirt, like <laughs> thugged out, like yeah, thugged yeah. out white dude. You leaned back. That's <laughs> right. I did. I leaned way the fuck back with a Rockerwear belt, like crazy, right? Tim's on. And then like, I used to work, Frank, I, I would get money. So like, I would buy like nice fucking clothes, right? But I was like hood looking. This chick is not that. Mm-hmm. She's the opposite. So I say racist. She may not be racist. It's just two different worlds, right? She's so classist. I'm just being silly. But when I got to that theater, I was with my buddy, CJ, who's a black dude. And we went over there, and she, it, she just seemed weird. Hmm. Like, yeah, like yeah. it just was not the energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, she just kind of ghosted me. Like, I tried calling her afterwards and stuff, and like, nope. So, I was like, all right, I let it go. Like, I don't, I, I'd learned that with one girlfriend that broke up with me, like, don't chase them. Yeah. Cause there's one chick I, I did, I like, I was really in love with her. I was like, oh my God. And we dated for like a couple of months, but like, she was all, I love you, love you, blah, 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 blah. So, like, I went through that cycle. So I was like, not anymore. So when she ghosted me, like after a call, I was like, yeah, something didn't feel right. So yeah, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, well. Uh, so. All right. Well, that's Dating Corner. Um, right. I ended up dating oh, that girl's right. sister for a little longer than that, but we didn't do anything either. And she kind of fucked me over. <laughs> so it was worth it. She did the same thing to me. Um. But yeah, so that's been my week. I, you know, I I played a little bit of Trails other than Diablo and but mostly Dark Souls. Like most of my time I was just obsessively thinking about my run in Dark Souls with these daggers. You yeah. really you have really changed my gaming style. <laughs> it's so funny. And it was just it's not like I mean you did give me advice and stuff, but it's not like you like showed me anything. I just watched you play and I was like, "Fuck, that looks strong." Like just the repost damage alone when you were running daggers when you first started, I was like, "Shit." Because even mm-hmm. the main dagger that you start with, you know, well, the bandit knife that you start with if you start as a thief is fucking awesome. But even as like the first dagger you pick up, I think has 120 or 130 or 130 uh, crit, so it's like already better, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad to have that uh, gaming effect on you, sir. Uh, so of course my week's Dark Souls, but I'm like we already talked that up, so don't worry about that. Um, I will shout out a few things. So, The Long Halloween Part 1 and 2 came out, the animated movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, based on the comic book, uh, Long Halloween. Have you read the comic? No. I had it on my like my to-do list because I was reading trades for a minute. Like I went on a Batman trade uh, kick for like a year, and I borrowed a bunch from my friend Steve back in the day, and he did not have that one. Like I read mm. through Hush. I really loved uh, Bruce Wayne Murderer. That was like my favorite... Uh, of the little trades I read, there was like a series where Bruce Wayne got, you know, framed for murder and, you know, was like the, the trades I love because they give you all the different comics. It's not just, you know, Batman or detective comics or whatever the main run is. They'll give you the issues from any tie-ins. So the long Halloween is, is a pretty important book. I mean, it's what the dark Knight is based off of. Okay. So, um, the the crux of the story is three good men, Harvey, 
Gordon and Batman try the rid city of Carmine Falcone and oh. then So that's what the Dark Knight movie was based off of. Was, yeah, yeah, In yeah. fact, Long Halloween is Two-Face's origin story. I thought Long Halloween had Calendar Man in it. <laughs> it does. Okay, okay. But he's not the villain. Okay. He's actually, basically, you can call ca- Calendar Man in that story is kind of like... Um, um, Hannibal uh, Lecter in um the Silence oh, of the Oh, so they they go to him to like kind of understand the mind of uh whoever they're killer because the killer is killing on holidays. Oh, okay. And the whole book is a mystery. So like the story of it is fairly different from The Dark Knight, but the themes of it are the same. Got and it. got it. The movie shifts a bit. And I think it shifts a bit in an interesting direction. It's a part one, part two. And they they do a few things. I, I think arguably it could be better. It's just rough to say. Um, definitely feels like they took more inspiration from The Dark Knight in the movie in the Got sense it. that, like, you know The Dark Knight ends with somebody being the fall guy, right? Yeah. And it's Batman. They, they, yeah, of that's course. That's how yeah. they do it. I'm the hero Gotham needs. It's somebody else in the long Halloween in the movie. Mm. And so uh, I think it's an interesting way of doing it. Uh, And also the way the movie spins it is Batman. When he first came back to Gotham, he learned all these skills and techniques, but he's like telling Alfred in this, in this movie, how they do it is like, man, like I train, like I thought I just had to be a hunter, but he's like, but, no, I, I have to be a detective too. Like I've I've got to know I'm putting away the right person. Yeah, that's so you smart. see him kind of explore that idea, and by the end of it, he he becomes the detective. Oh. So um, it's really good. It's re- like DC's always I think done pretty good with their animated movie stuff. So uh, there's a part one and part two, just like the Dark Knight Returns, which was the Frank Miller book that they did. I thought those two animated films were also really strong. But um, the Long Halloween just recently came out. I really and, enjoyed uh, Dark Knight Returns. By the way, I did not like Strikes Again as much. Um, I, I that's what started uh, the you know my my trade runs back then. Yeah, yeah. Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Returns is is a pretty strong story. Um, also, you could check out which actually Wasteland. I was telling him about this, so he's kind of jumped in on that. In fact, I think he actually listens to my podcast too, so he might have heard. I went one of the previous episodes. We did a movies and comics. And I did a, me and uh, my man Renee. We did a deep dive on the Long Halloween, so we definitely got into it. That's awesome. But any listeners here that that don't happen to listen to mine, which I, I know a few of them have met, reached out to me saying they do. So in any ones that don't. You haven't heard my recommendation for it or us talk about it. So I would strongly suggest giving it a watch if you can. I don't think it's on streaming services right now. It's just for purchase or rent. But I, I, I think it's worth it. I, I really enjoyed uh, both movies. I thought the animation was pretty decent. Um, and I, and I, Oh, and um, <laughs> have you ever watched Supernatural? Mm, I watched the, the first like couple episodes when it first came out, and I it just did not stick with me but i've heard it's great well dean uh, the actor who, who's dean in the supernatural mm-hmm. show he's the voice of batman oh I, I didn't think he did a bad job uh, i thought he was pretty good so um yeah no definitely it, it's a really good 
really good two-part movie. And again, it's the basis of what The Dark Knight, the movie. So if you're a fan of the movie, it's definitely something to look at and see where the inspiration came from. So, uh, and you do get the classic Two-Face getting his face with the acid thrown at him in the courthouse because that's, that's how it was. And if you think mm-hmm. about it, they actually did kind of recreate that scene or made a nod to it in The Dark Knight. Because there's the scene where he's in the court and the guy pulls a gun on him, but it yeah. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, I think that was like a nod. They didn't want to do it that because it's kind of goofy when you think <laughs> about it too. Like he just brought acid yeah. and threw it in his yeah. face. But like, yeah, I think that was almost like a nod to it. And there's certain things like there's like, um, like when Joker burns all the money. There's a scene similar to that in The Long Halloween. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, in the long Halloween, there's like a scene similar to that one where they burn a bunch of money and stuff. Like, there's, there's a bunch of stuff in it. It's pretty good. So, uh, strong recommend. I, you know what uh, I love in that movie is when uh, uh, Joker goes to see Two Face after when he's in the hospital and he's like, "Plan? I don't have a plan. I'm a dog chasing cars. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. know what to do with I ca- with one if I caught it." I love that line. So. If you go into the comic, if you read the book or watch the movie, Joker is in it, but he definitely doesn't have as big a role. Mm. He's more of just kind of a, a thing that happens because the movie takes place over one full calendar year. And you're going through each holiday, somebody dies, and um, you're going through what happens to the city in that time and, and all this kind of stuff. So uh, Joker does play a part, but he's not. The, that whole thing with the Dark Knight with the Joker and stuff is something different. Like that's something that uh, Christopher Nolan definitely him and um, Heath Ledger, you know, definitely worked out. Yeah, so. I feel um, like he let Heath Ledger just kind of do whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like he let him be what he envisioned that character to be. Yeah, yeah, I know, and you know what? You know what's interesting? Um, I was having this discussion, and I was curious. Somebody was making some comment because uh, somebody brought up my podcast and they were saying that um, on Twitter, somebody was trying to say, oh, basically anybody could do Robert, what Robbie Downey Jr. did. If you just put any good actor in the start of the Iron Man thing, he would just become known as Iron Man. It would nah. just be that role. And like uh, that was my kind of point too. Like I kind of disagree with that because also I'm thinking like, I don't think we have a definitive Batman. Like no. an actor. Like people like to point to uh, Michael Keaton, but even Michael Keaton, if you look at those two movies, like there's definitely more Bruce Wayne Batman yes. stuff that happens within the trilogy of The Dark Knight. Yeah, I was going right? to say with the the Tim Burton Batman verse, I feel like Keaton is a good Bruce Wayne. I don't care for him as Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same on that. I but think- even his Bruce Wayne. Like I don't, I don't know if we got a, a, that much, especially like even Batman Returns. There was even less. Yeah, it's true. Bruce Wayne stuff. I just feel so. like those movies. None of the movies have really given us a Batman. Actually, like I don't feel like we've had a true movie version of Batman. All aspects. Like we haven't seen a real detective. Uh, yeah, and really, like it's just a dude who punches people most of the time. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of what you know, sells a lot of these like movies as action flick stuff, like the, the punching and kicking in and that you're right. I don't think anybody's really like Christopher Nolan was the closest 
in the dark night, you see him kind of be a detective. He's like looking at bullet patterns, like gets that thing off the wall. And he's like, yeah. so he's doing some detective work, but he doesn't come across as like Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah. It's kind of what he should come across as to some degree. He's the world's greatest yeah. detective. Exactly. So I don't think any movie has ever really captured that part of it. Like even like you've you've admitted this too. Like when you look at Batman versus Superman, that's like one of the best like Batman actiony scenes. Yeah, yeah we get 100%. in that in that end where you see him using the gadgets and it's kind of all this fluid like fighting like, and it's really great. But it's again, just in a like, movie that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, well, we just really haven't got a definitive. Like, I, I can't think of any actor, actor, and like, man, that's Batman. Like, they're like, yeah, that's good. That, that's a good take of Batman. That's a good take. But like, yeah, like we all look at the Nolan movies. Like, Batman Begins was fun, but again, mm-hmm. it, I didn't really care about Batman. I don't know. Like, none of those movies were all like were Batman heavy. I feel like, you know, in Dark Knight, it's like, well, we all came for Joker and stayed for Joker. You know what I mean? He's what makes that movie. I think you're right. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. And I don't know that we're going to get it with this next one, but I am going in with an open mind. And I um, I forget Edward Cullen's name, the actor, but uh, I am a fan of him. So, Mm. Yeah, no, I'd definitely be interested in that. Because Uh, of The Lighthouse. I I say I'm a fan of him. I really liked him in The Lighthouse. That's about it. The last last two things I'll do on my week is... uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, the third oh, yeah. book came out. They're very slow with that. The last times I've been on this podcast, I think I talked about it. So they're in the third book. Uh, I, I really think it's a good little series. It's the original creators back again doing a book together. So um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's uh, all, the, all the brothers, all the Teenage Turtles are dead except for one. And it's kind of a mystery with the first book, but they reveal it at the end of the first book. Yeah, and then that. after that, you see it's them trying to deal with a future where, like, I think it's like Shredder's Shredder's grandson. Yeah, I want to say it's his grandson has now taken over like the Foot Clan in some time in the future. Hmm. And um, the book starts going over how like his brothers died and some of the other characters that are in that universe died and how things got to be and what the last Ronin, the last turtle, like he has like the last turtle has like all the weapons from his brothers, like mm-hmm. Ralph's weapon, the staff, the sword, the nunchuck and all this stuff. Like, it's kind of cool. Like, he's got all the weapons and he's, you know, he's carrying all this like animosity and stuff for what happened to it. It's, it's interesting. And, um, I don't know. I don't know if you, you never know. I don't know if you would be able to guess it or not. It's, uh, it's a lot of people, I heard a lot of people try and say Raph. And say, oh, so yeah, I, well, that'd be the guess, just because Raph's the most vengeful in general. I know yeah. who it is. You told me we were playing Remnant together back like a year ago when the first one came out. Remember? The first yeah, issue. I might have told you, but I didn't know if any of your listeners had No, no, I'm not going to say it. Uh, but I remember you were like, I don't want to tell you if you're ever going to read it. I'm like, I'm not going to read it. You yeah. can spoil it. I won't care. So. Yeah. So, uh, but the third book came out. They're still cranking them. It, they're like bigger books, so it's like almost like eight or nine bucks. Okay. So, but but it's like a bigger thing. Like it's almost like a small graphic novel, but not not that big. But you know, so it's um it's good. They're doing every couple of months. I think COVID stuff might have hurt some of the output. I think For the sure. books was coming yeah. sooner. 
but it's still around. So hmm. uh, check that one out. And then uh, Free Guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. I thought it was great. It was better than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be fun, silly Fortnite time. And um, it actually has a deeper story than what I expected. Um, I don't want to say too much. I really think you should go in it blind. Uh, you know, it's got its good laughs, uh, but it actually has a good bit of heart to it as well. Okay. And uh, so I was a little surprised by that. And uh, it, I thought it was really good. Uh, if I had to give it a score, I think I'd give it like four out of five at least. I might lean towards like a nine out of ten. Really? Yeah, but I'm always more generous with my ratings, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought I thought it was I thought it was really good, man. It's probably the best video game movie. Like, if you want to consider it like a video, it's not based off of any like video yeah, game, but it's, it's not a franchise world. film. But it's a uh, it's about a video, you know, and it's about gaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's um. Yeah, I've it's, heard it's really good really things. Good. I've heard it's not you know the greatest film of all time but it's a really fun movie uh and it's got more heart than you expect yep so that's the uh yeah that's the gist of it so it, it's it's good so i would suggest watch it um yeah i'll definitely be looking forward i assume you might do a little more of a breakdown of it in the next episode or two. yeah so i'm gonna try to get out and see it but i'm kind of nervous because i live in florida and COVID is literally ravaging this place so yeah that's true where i'm at it's a little shit when I went to go see Free Guy, I think Wednesday at six fifteen, there was like four other people in the theater with me. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, there was like two people, two three people way in the front. Cause and I bought them online, so I seen where people were sitting, and mm-hmm. there were people in the way in the back, people in the front. So I bought like right in the middle, so it was all spaced out. So me and my family brought them. And uh, we sat in the middle, and we had plenty of empty space. That's awesome. Yeah, so. what what I like is, you know, now obviously you can um, you can reserve your seats, and you can kind of see what's already reserved. So I just keep, like, the you know, an hour before the movie, I kind of check and see how full it is since mm-hmm. I bought the ticket. And if it's, you know, super, it's you know tickets are technically free because I pay a monthly fee. So it's not, yeah. uh, it's not like I'm buying a ticket every time, you know, whatever, so... I just watch, yeah, and then if it's like, super full, I bail. Yeah, I did it like 10 minutes before the movie started. I looked, and I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do so, it, honestly. That's cool. Yeah, I'll definitely, I definitely want to see it, um, so yeah. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I would say, yeah, I think that about does it for me. Uh, it's at a comic, it's at a movie, we taught the game. There we go. We hit all the bases. We did it. So now let's talk Dead Alive. Brain dead at, at its initial release in everywhere but America. I kind of want a scene of a giant rap raping a monkey. <laughs> that, that, so this movie is uh, a horror film that came out in the United States in 1993, February 12th, but it released mm. in uh, New Zealand. It's a, it's a New Zealand. Uh, produced film by Peter Jackson because you know he's a Kiwi. Um, mm-hmm. he, it was directed by Peter Jackson. It was written by Peter Jackson, his wife Francis Walsh, and a guy named Stephen Sinclair. Um, it's cool because uh, 
J- Peter Jackson and his wife have written almost everything together since forever. Like I think she was um she wasn't his wife yet. They were like maybe dating at this point, but you know, ever since she's been a producer and a writer on almost everything he's done. So which I find very cool. Um it is like a black comedy, you know, a horror comedy film and it's very gory, very goofy, and very a product of its time, but I think it holds up really well. I think they said, at least at the time of release, it was the goriest movie ever made. I don't know if that still holds, though. Probably not now, because, you know, like, some, like you know, uh, Hostel came out, and those movies are really gory. Like, all the Saw films are probably... But even Hostel, Hostel's more violent than, like... True. I, like, I would say the most amount of blood used... Yeah, this ha- and this blood is just crazy thick. It's so funny. <laughs> I think the only thing that comes close to it is not a movie, but it's the Ash versus Evil Dead show. Oh yeah, dude, they throw so much blood at each other on that show, yes. man. It's yes. the uh, Bruce Campbell was talking about how he was ready to retire strictly from getting hit by all the blood. <laughs> yeah, he's. I heard him do some interviews and stuff, or like I read some articles. They were like, "Yeah, he was the top. Some of them they were having trouble like breathing. They were just dumping blood all in their face and their mouth and shit like that. Like whatever the blood stuff is, uh, sugar, whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that might be the uh, the only other media I can think of that's like super bloody. And like honestly, the amount of blood that's used is really just in that last. Oh, the lawnmower scene, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's where it's like all like ninety percent of it is there. What a fun like, callback too. Stuff. Huh? What a fun callback because that gets set up like first scene in the film. You know, yeah, the, or the first couple minutes of the movie after you know after the the Sumatran rat monkey and all that stuff. You talk, you talk about when he's talking to his mom and he's yeah. like, uh, "Yeah, cut the grass." And can't you see? Like he he mm-hmm. says a comment like that, and you mm-hmm. see the lawnmower on its on its side. You know, like you can see the blades and everything. Um, before we get super into it, I just wanted to say, as you mentioned, uh, you said its closest uh, relative would be Shaun of the Dead, which is funny because Simon Pegg uh, stated in his autobiography, which is called Nerd Duel, uh, A Small Boy's Journey to Becoming a Big Kid, he stated that Brain Dead is one of the main influences for Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And not su- in uh, King Kong, uh, Peter Jackson's version from 2005, in the cargo hold of the ship, there's a box uh, that says, Sumatran Rat Monkey, Beware the Bite. <laughs> um, yeah, so this movie starts with a guy, you know, uh, what, what does he say he is? Um, he's a, zoo, a zoologist? A zoologist, like he's, yeah. Something in, like that. Like He's going to take this rat monkey to the zoo. And he's on Skull Island, of all things. He sa- It says he's an yeah. explorer on Wikipedia, but they are... They're smuggling a Sumatran rat monkey out of Skull Island. Um, and it's funny because the natives are like trying to stop, trying to help them actually. You know what I mean? They're trying to stop them from taking the, the monkey out because they know it's evil. But he, you know, he, he shoots them or shoots at them and scares I mean, them and they drive away. And it's the product of rape. So, yes. I mean. Yes. It's a rat monkey. So it's a, a rat raped a monkey, I guess, right? That's yeah. what the guy says at the zoo. He says the slave ships came in and the rats were giant and they got out and raped the monkeys. Yeah, it's so crazy. And it's like, that's the only backstory we get for it. Now, it could just be this dude's a drunk, crazy yeah, person, yeah. right? Like, it may not be the actual backstory, but that's the one that we're giving. 
And it's like, what? Like, that sounds yeah. backwards to me. Like, I would think maybe the monkey rapes the rat, but giant yeah. raps off of slave ships. Well, then we rape. get then we get the super fun scene uh, at the zoo. So, you know, the, the, the monkey gets taken out of Skull Island. The guy that was uh, Stuart McAlden, the guy that was taking the monkey, gets killed because uh, mm. he gets bit. Uh, and then the the his guide and the other the driver they they shoot him because they're like they know what's gonna happen. No, they don't shoot him. If you remember, they actually cut him into pieces. Oh, you're right. To get rid of the virus. Yes, they so cut his like, arm. Yeah, <laughs> they and cut then, like his hand off. Yeah, then they cut like some other part of him off. Then he's got like a mark on his head. So they just cut right into his skull, and then it goes brain dead. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I watched this a week and a half ago. So like, I'm not. Uh, yes. I mean, I remember it, but that yeah, you're right. I remember that because that's the first time you get some gore. Like that hand yeah. cutting is pretty brutal. Oh um, yeah, it kind of sets the tone too of like what this is because like there is like hands going into skin, peeling oh, yeah. skin off, and like heads like getting smushed. Like even the mom, the way that she kills the rat monkey. Yeah, <laughs> she just yeah. like steps on him and. Ugh. It crushes yeah. that damn monkey. And his eyeball pops out. It's it's crazy. Um, there's a couple of scenes that stick out for me, uh, stick out to me from when I was a kid. I loved this movie as a kid. And it's funny because there was a Dead Alive uh, poster, a series of posters pasted up on a closed down building by my house back when I was a kid because I did not live in the greatest neighborhood. So there were some, you know, some shuttered up buildings um, around. And I used to walk by this one. And I remember seeing the cover and it's the, you know the mouth being split apart uh with the you know the face coming out of it or whatever um Mm -hmm. but it might you know i might be thinking of a different movie actually um because i remember there's a scene where they got the hand there's a scene where a hand punches through the back of somebody's head through their mouth is that what was on the poster no uh let me see if i can find it um let me ask you this. How did you come across like this movie right now? You can only really find it on YouTube. How did you come across this movie as a kid? Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So this was it. So I'm going to send it. I'm going to put a link to the original poster. This is what um, was uh, on the building by, you know, my childhood home or one of my child, you know, obviously one of my childhood homes. Um, and there was a bunch of them. And I wished now having, you know, at the time I was like 10 cause, or. I think I moved out of that house by the time I was 11. So it was, you know, around 8 to 10, somewhere in there. So I just saw it and was like, damn, that's spooky, you know? Um, it's in the chat now. Um, okay. So when I, was a, when I was a kid, I saw this, and, and that's kind of how I heard of it. And then I watched it because my buddy and I would go rent movies from this place called Michelle's Videos, you know, like the kind of mom-and-pop video store by his house. And we would just rent horror movies all the time. And so we rented this and became obsessed. Like we watched it a million times. We would rent it all the time. This and Freaks. Um, do you remember Freaks by Alex Winter? Uh, Ted, Theodore Logan. Uh, wait, is that? No, I don't, think I, I don't think I saw that one. Bill S. Preston Esquire, whichever one he is. Uh, blonde, blonde Bill and Ted guy. Um, he did a movie called Freaked or Freaks. I can't remember. Um, yeah, it was one of his like I think it was like a pro- passion project or like a solo project of his. Yeah, after the Bill and Ted thing, right? Yeah, it was like the first one he directed, I believe. Um, I heard about it because I know when I when we watched Bill and Ted and stuff, I remember coming across that fact about it, but like I, I'm not actually familiar with the movie. So it's freaked, 
past tense, and it's from 1993 as well. Um, and he co-directed it, co-wrote and co-produced it with uh, a guy named Tom Stern. Um, I just watched that in the theater like two years ago. And that movie is really fun too. It's a very, you know, it's got a lot of practical effects and it's like a goofy horror kind of movie. Um, we became obsessed with both of those. But I remember as a kid, man, we thought it was so funny when he's using the like ceramic duck, uh, ducks as like throwing stars. And uh, we really loved the Kung Fu Priest, you know, like the, or the yeah, I think he's a priest. Kung yeah. Fu Priest, man. That shit was fucking fantastic. Dude, his his white hair, like the just that whole scene is so funny. It's, it's just so well done in terms of the comedy pacing. Like it shows you that even at the time, Peter Jackson was so talented. Mm. Like you see movies like, like look at Shaun of the Dead. That's Edgar Wright's first, uh, you know, his first big film. And I mean, come on, man, that's like one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. And, and bad. So bad taste was, um, you know, was. Uh, Peter His Jackson's first. first movie, but I think I think uh, the his second film, Meet the Feebles, was what really kind of rocketed him into getting this, and then eventually this got him, you know, more and more, and eventually he did Lord of the Rings, which changed the world, obviously, right? Um, yeah. But you can just see, even in their early films, guys like this are just so talented. It it just it 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 just screams talent, right? Um. Mm-hmm. You can even see in this movie too that I think uh, I think one of the guys I, I did a recording on this movie a few years ago, and uh, one of the things that I think oh, my man Ian I think it was Ian that brought it up. They do a lot of great shots that you can tell from like the Lord of the Rings stuff, mm-hmm. like the way that they shoot like landscapes. Yeah, in here, like you can see where like that was. Uh, that's such a big part of like showing off the world in Lord of the Rings, but I, I guess he definitely had an eye for for the doing shots like that. Because even in a movie like this, you get some of these like kind of landscape shots of like seeing the area around. So, yeah, uh, I thought that was interesting. There, yeah, it's just I don't know. The directing is really keen. It's just it's just awesome. But, um. Where where were we? We'll just we can go through. I don't want to go like scene by scene, but we can just kind of go through the story. Uh, we can just shoot the shit on. I do. I, I'll start with asking you this: Have you ever known anybody that stuck to their mom? No. I, I come from. I, I come from mostly broken homes. Like most of my friends have broken homes. I have a couple friends that had married parents, but even them, you know, they they didn't have the greatest home life. So. Yeah, like I don't know, I I can't say I've run into anybody who was that attached or like the their mother had that kind of control on them that like literally he he was he was literally not about to date the hot Latina woman Paquita was, <laughs> yes who is there wanting him so badly because her grandma's cards told her so <laughs> it's so funny that she was like. uh she you know was super into uh the you know the the milk delivery guy or whatever that delivery oh i think he was a prescription delivery guy right he was a doctor or something like that because uh, he came in to get some kind of prescription or something he had a coat on i think in the first scene but he was like a delivery then, guy right i don't remember i thought he was maybe so maybe so yeah maybe so i don't know either way 
he is a douche kind of because like yeah. when she does date him he, she's just talking about all the great things that he did mostly his like rugby career right like what he's doing yeah. how he's going to be famous um but yeah it's so funny super into that dude she was like re- she's ready to get boned by someone oh yeah she's that dtf girl <laughs> and you know what she's living in new zealand like a small town new zealand of course she's like bro i'm horny i'm trying to get fucked like everyone <laughs> should be right um but yeah so but the point i was making is like he literally t- like turns her down because like at the zoo the mom comes in and is like giving him shit about her and like uh, when he when they go back home, she comes over there at night, like throwing a rock at his door, like they're teenage, like his window, like they're teenagers or something. She's and she's the one like trying to come in with him. Oh yeah, dude, she follows them to the zoo. That's how this whole movie starts. Like he goes on a date, and his mom is spying on them, and the fucking rat, the Sumatran rat monkey, bites her, and then she kills yeah. it. So there's no more Sumatran rat monkey here. So you know, then she gets but- sick. And then it's the the comedy of him trying to hide the fact that he has zombies in his house is really fun too. His uncle's pretty a pretty fun character. Um, but to go to your point, at the end, his mom swallows him back into her womb. Like that is very symbolic. You know what I mean? And yeah. then he basically cuts his way out, basically symbolizing him severing ties with his mother. You know, like breaking free from her sway. He's re- yeah, he's reborn. Cause she was literally like not. He he told her at first like we can't date, and this was before the zombie stuff happened. Yeah, he was telling her that we couldn't date, and it was just because of his mom. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> she like, no. But like that's how bad, how bad it was. The only one you know that reminds me of is the it, uh, the the original it movie. Oh yeah, Stanley, right? Isn't that his name? No, Eddie. Eddie Casbrack. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie, his mom had that like grip on him. Yeah, you know? man. So that's what it kind of reminds me of. But like, yeah, and she's the first one basically to get bit. And then it just kind of spirals out of control from there, which is kind of interesting too that you have something that's like a zombie movie, but most zombie movies always go for the one person bit, not everybody's bit. And in this one, like instead of like, it, it, it's, it, go, it builds to that, but almost through the whole movie. And most of it is him, like you said, trying to keep yeah. all of them in check, like keeping them all because he doesn't know what to do because he doesn't, he loves his mom and he doesn't want to kill her or. Dude, when the fucking, well, the funeral scene's great where he's, he knows that she's going to come back from the dead, right? Like he knows she's not dead. So he tries to go there and then he bursts into the funeral, like hugging his mom who they all think is dead. That was really fun. Yeah. And he has this, you know, he's stabbing her with tranquilizers. But I also, the scene where the guy's eating the custard and she squirts blood into it and then his wife watches him eat the, God, it was so gross. Uh, No, wait, I'm trying to remember. What did he say? He was like, because like. Oh, he's like, this custard is great. Just how I like it. Not the way she makes it. She never makes, you know, she's not one for sweets or whatever he says. No, no, but before that, before that, because when they're, they're eating the meal. Fuck, what was it that he called it? Because he didn't want it. I think he just wanted... Was it a pastry? No. He wanted uh, tarts? No, pudding. It was pudding. Yes. He, was he like, said, what? No, no pudding? No pudding. <laughs> He's like, oh, I, I got a custard. 
and so then he gets the custard and that dude is loving the custard he's going oh in on the custard bro creamed <laughs> them pants he's about to have the custard in his pants as well as down his throat <laughs> yeah man and i and loved works in it and nobody says anything yeah i love like, the progression of the zombies too like they're like kind of smart for some reason they don't really want to eat him most of the time like the the priest and the nun want to fuck each other a bunch and then they do and then they have a baby which is another one of my favorite scenes when he's fighting the baby in the playground and the moms are just watching him uh he's like beating him against the fucking swing set he's got the the carriage with barbed wire i beat the shit out of that baby and i love that at first he's trying to act like the mom he's watching (laughs) it's just so good it's so dumb because it's like why would you even you know (laughs) that scene i think actually was was like ad-libbed i think the whole thing really if i remember right i remember looking at the facts i don't think originally they were going to do it but then they had the concept for it it's really just cut into the movie where he just goes with the baby to the playground for whatever yeah yeah and i I want i could be wrong i want to say this is an imdb facts though so it's however true that it can be but i want to say if i remember correct that they literally just told them just yeah just be just beat the shit out of the baby like just just kind of go for it. Yeah, go nuts, dude. Yeah, and and that's kind of what came out of it. And it was so good that they kept it in the movie. And it yeah. is. It's like a really good scene. And it does feel weird because there's no reason he would bring that baby. I mean, they could have set it up a little better. Like maybe he would feel bad. Like maybe have a scene where he's looking at this poor creature, you know, and like it's just a baby. Which that baby is really funny and like keeps being funny the whole movie. But I like the progression of the zombies from being like just zombies, right? Then they make a baby, which is just a monster thing, you know? And then he tries to poison them and he gives them animal stimulant or whatever. Like it makes it's it's made for, you know, to make animals go crazy, I guess, or whatever. I don't forget what it says, but it, or it's like a stimulant. That's a poison he for animals. But... Poison. And I think you're right. He gave them the other shit. And yeah. Supercharges them. Yeah. And then they become super zombies and they all jump out of the floor with like smoke and the light blowing out of it. It's, it's really funny. What it looked like? It looked like uh you remember Mortal Kombat? Yes. When he's got to face the enemies or whatever it is, and they jump out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of how they did that. Well, what I love too is it explains their progression, like the mom evolving even further into like you know giant monster thing. Like it gives it that plausibility or that deniability where it's like okay, you know, you can just you can suspend disbelief there, whereas. If none of the other zombies mutated, I mean, they were not as sick as long as her, and they they were changed differently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you could kind of go from that, but you know, him doing that supercharged her, and then that makes a bit of sense, right? She's further along than all of them as a zombie. She's like her melting by the end, like her face is gone. Mm-hmm. When he glues her skin back, oh, this movie is so good. Oh, I did like the first scene though with the mom, where like she's trying to get ready for the like that women the W mm-hmm. L W L, <laughs> and she's in the mirror and she's like bitching at him about something, and she takes her skin and she moves it and it just comes off, yes. and she goes, "Oh," <laughs> she says, "Oh," it's hilarious. But I do have a question for you, so. I, I was thinking about this um, on this other next this last watch watch through I just did with you. Um, how much time progressed did because they have a whole baby, right? Now, I either thought they the had same a thing. baby in a day, or 
he actually has been hiding him there for like weeks and months on end. And they just kind of cut into the stuff, and it's kind of hard to tell the progression. What What do you think? Yeah, so I'm wondering the same thing. I thought the same thing. I think it's probably been weeks. Um, so it's probably a, a streamlined pregnancy, like it's quicker because of the virus. But I think it's been a couple weeks because he's also boarded up the house with like a wall. He's put a, built a wall around the house. Like Pakita even says it. She's like, you don't answer my calls. You put mm-hmm. You built a wall around your home. You know, like you're trying to hide from me. And he's, she says, people have been talking. You know, like people around town say you've been acting weird. And he's been buying the tranquilizer from that guy. So I think yeah. it's been a while. But I don't yeah, know. You got to imagine it's because you can almost look at it like it, it all takes place within like a week. Yeah. But when you look at things like the baby and all this stuff, you can almost say it might have taken place over months. Yeah. Because his uncle's also like trying to get the house from him, so who knows how long that's been going on? And the house is like in disarray too, so it's it's weird. It's yeah, it's hard to tell the time period. Um, but that it, I definitely, I think anyone who's watching it would think that. But it's also easy to forget. Like it's not something you stick oh, yeah. on, you know. Like you're just like okay, whatever. It's you know, again, it's it's a fun movie because it's just goofy, you know. Like I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's not a, it's not that big a deal, you know. Like it, it it's it's like my first watch through. I don't even think I really gave it. The only thing that stuck out to me about it is the baby. That's the weird thing with the time. Yes, yeah. it's like they literally fuck, get pregnant, and then there's a baby, and it almost looks like it happens within the span of like a day or two, like maybe a mm-hmm. week. Yeah, and and then the baby's a giant fucking ugly ass baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it's such a little shit too dude i thought that that baby i'm trying to remember because i just watched it but i, I don't remember because uh, i kind of clicked out the ending part how did the baby die because i know he dropped in the blender but then his little ass shot out and bit yeah. i think on the dick and then it ran away and i don't remember how it how it actually died i can't remember either yeah it's he gets kicked around a lot uh gets kicked and beat around the whole fucking movie yeah Jesus i don't know Christ. that it's a poster child of cte you know yeah <laughs> there's the the blender scene is really bloody too now that i think about it paquita mm-hmm. like you know blending all the zombie parts and like just killing you know just bl- and so where i was at was like this could never happen in a zombie movie because you'd be covered in contagious blood you know what i mean Luckily, well, like these the guy are... with the custard, he should have been because I don't think he ever comes back turned, right? But he literally ate her goo shit in that custard. Yeah, we don't. I don't think we ever see it, but he might be in the movie later. Um, I think so. There's the party, and I don't think they're there. And and even so, he should have been turned. I guess maybe weeks or like months ago, because it was like one of the first ones. Because she has the meeting, and she shoots that shit in his custard. Yeah, and like, then eats her own turned? ear. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, it's it's an interesting movie. It came across mine because of the, the podcast I did with uh, my man Ian. Uh, movies So Bad They're Good, which is not a podcast anymore. He actually uh-huh. does his own thing now, uh, which he's about to kick off a YouTube channel or something like that with it. But I don't, I don't exactly know what the stuff is. But he brought it to my attention originally. Yeah. Because we actually did both movies. We did that one, and we did his first movie. His Bad first taste. movie, Bad Taste. Yeah, that, that movie's one funny too. is interesting. It's huh? that one's funny, but it's very low budget. Like, 
Yes, and it is. And he shot that over, I think, two years. Um, or I think it might be one whole year. So you see a lot of changing happening. Which yeah, actually he shot it's, it over, yeah, I think actually more than one year. Yeah, I think You're it's right, two though. years. Time. Um, I Because I think he only could shoot, yeah, it's two summers, I think. So it's like a full year in between. Um, you can see that in Welcome to Tate's too, which if you're if I've not mentioned it on Nerds in a while, Welcome to Tate's is a web series I worked on. Um and you know, we did it over two well, I think it was two full years of shooting. And mm-hmm. so Larry like gains weight, loses weight, and like there's a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff that's can you know, continuity errors because it is but the good thing is it's a show, you know, it's a series, so it could be weeks apart or whatever, months apart per episode, so the gamer needs food badly thing that I was doing for a while, and I'm I'm actually thinking to kick it back up again. But it had the same thing where if you watch the first video, I'm super fat, and then like as you start watching more videos, I just keep losing weight as you keep yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, and now you're a skinny mini. Uh, I'm, I'm at two hundred, so I'm okay. I'm right around two hundred. I was at 270. Oof. I got down to 170. Jesus. And then I've kind of been bulking up more. I do more like lift weightlifting and all that stuff now. And I kind of eat a little heavier on the calories and protein on, on certain foods. Mm-hmm. And then one day a week, I have my cheat day. I just don't eat my ears. And that day you eat ass. Yeah. <laughs> I eat ass. Isn't that, the joke? Isn't that that joke going around? What was that joke going around with Batman? Because that whole shit came off with Batman doesn't eat pussy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You heard about that with the? Uh, yeah, I course. think I said that to you, right? Yeah, DC Comics said Batman doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, because in the Harley Quinn show, they were gonna. The Harley Quinn show was really fucking good. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I strongly suggest they wait, actually. Wait, before we talk, let's let's, let's just finish. Let's just rate Dead Alive, and then I mean, we'll I'm go on to. We are going off. That's um, okay. We're, we're, we're about done. Rate. I just want to rate it and put a slap a number on it. Um. I mean, I'm partial to this movie. I love it. I it isn't perfect. You know, there are some continuity errors in terms of time and stuff like that. But it's so much fun. I feel like the ending is kind of abrupt. Uh, that's my biggest takeaway. That when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, like it's just over. But you know, it's a late, early '90s, late '80s movie, so they didn't always have like wrap up endings. You know, it's not like we get now. We're, we still have movies that just end too. You know what I mean? But like generally now, there's like more of like a catharsis at the end this just ends they just kiss at the end and whatever and i felt like um the shit with his mom and dad wasn't super clear um but i was watching this while i was working like i had it kind of on in the background because i've seen it a couple times you know but it'd been years so maybe i just missed it but it seemed like i don't know it was like kind of nebulous i mean i know in the end it's that his mom killed his dad and his dad's lover right and then told him that you know his dad died trying to save him from drowning or whatever but i just felt like it wasn't super clear i don't know maybe i'm Mm. misremembering but um number wise i would give this an eight and that's nostalgia for me i would say a fair fair number would be seven out of ten but like a good seven like the kind that you would definitely recommend but you know you you don't want to rate super high just because you like it you know what i mean Mm. but personally it's an eight out of ten i love it I would give it an eight out of ten as well, and honestly, I don't. I don't think I hate. I don't. I, I'm not too bad on the ending because because actually, like you said, they did kind of end it when 
he went back in the womb and and cuts his way back out, right? Like, mm-hmm. that is kind of part of that ending of the growth of that character. And, like, I mean, I don't know what, what more, I guess, you can put on it. I would like, just like to have seen him, maybe Paquita and him on a regular date, not covered in blood, you know, like just having dinner or something. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I mean, it would be a nice ending, but I guess it's kind of like, I would almost say it kind of goes without saying. Yeah, it's implied. It's for sure implied. Yeah. And that's why I was saying it didn't bother me a lot. You know what I mean? It's just they kiss and then it fades to black. The thing, the one mystery that's left is what the amulet it is. It like spins around and does magic shit, you know? Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. It's what points him to the the corpse. Yeah. And it's what points him to his dad's corpse in the chest upstairs. Or it's the, the, I think, the his mistress's corpse. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because remember, it like magically spins around. But that's like I think the one thing they don't tell you. Yeah, it is kind of a weird thing to put in there, though, right? Because like nothing else is really that magical per se. Like even the zombie stuff is kind of technically explained by science. It's a virus, yeah, kind of thing. Although, can you? If they're brain dead, why does tranquilizers and stuff work when injecting it in their brains? I don't know. That was one thing I was wondering about it, too. Because, like, he was putting them to sleep or keeping them sedated. But I was like, does their body functions work the same? Because, like, they're falling apart. Like, literally, you see one guy's fucking chest, like, whole skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? And, like, one lady, her neck is hanging on by a thread. I think she's the one who gets pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Her head is, like, hanging all the way back. This is definitely more... You can sedate her, and it still (laughs) still works. Yeah, I didn't understand that. But, I mean, again, it's just, like... I would have liked it if it didn't work and then, you know, because that was like a dumb idea. But, you know, maybe he didn't think they were truly zombies yet. Um, Comedy gets a free pass with a lot of that shit, you know? When you're doing something with comedy, a lot of times you can kind of forgive or like just not really worry about the particulars of making things make quote unquote sense as long as it makes enough sense. So. But I still stand with eight out of ten, man. Yeah. I think it is a pretty decent movie. Yeah. Uh, I it's really fun watch, especially like YouTube for free. You just click it on. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great. Not. It's a definitely a fun like Saturday night movie. You know, if you're just bored Friday, you know, weekend movie where you're just like, I just want to watch something, but I don't want to think. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to watch some like mind bender, right? I want to just fucking turn some shit on. And this is just a guy mowing zombies down with a fucking lawnmower, man. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think all we need now is him with a lawnmower versus Ash with a chainsaw arm. Yeah, like that's, that's the fight we need, or the uh, the team up we need. Yeah, the lawnmower and the chainsaw. Him <laughs> slipping around while he's like trying to mow them down is really funny too. Like just the the sound effects and everything is really good. Oh, uh, even him when he was trying to run, he was almost like yeah. running his face <laughs> in the blood. That's such like a goofy cartoon reference, right? Or like an old. Uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy or Marx Brothers style like gag right like uh, just you know running in place is funny mm-hmm. but yeah so it's a great movie you guys should watch it uh, this is our second in the retro reviews and both were great both are great old horror movies uh, well not old I mean Evil Dead is 2013 which is still yeah, pretty you old. did the remake review not the original yeah, yeah. and the remake's so good god it's so good it is. It's one of the rare, like a lot of times when people go back to remake these movies, it never really turns out that great. Yeah, for sure. That one. 
That one's a yeah. banger. I remember going to theaters for that one. Me Dude, too. that scene where she chainsaws that girl in the face and it's like raining blood. And yes. it's like fucking. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we already did it. We love it. That's a great movie. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of it for the episode. But if you want to finish up your thoughts about Batman eating ass. <laughs> oh, no. There, there was a whole thing on the Harley Quinn show that he was supposed to eat. Uh, uh, pussy and he doesn't eat pussy and um well i think there's a meme going around but i could be wrong but it's like the reason why he uh they call him the dark knight is because he only eats ass <laughs> instead of the pussy that's so, good i, I like know. it i remember that being something but yeah well anyway we got to two hours almost on an episode that i thought was going to be like oh, we'll do like you know 45 minute quick one but you know we can talk we can always talk and once dark souls comes up it's like well this is uh <laughs> this is an hour um i appreciate you stepping in you know you were going to be on either way but um jesse had to back out so it was nice that we could still put something out you know oh for sure man you know we always do something and we haven't like i said before we started recording like we haven't done like a solo me and you episode never so because i've done it with jesse a few times on my podcast Mm -hmm. so yeah it's kind of cool that we were able to do one just kind of solo yeah you know jesse's got a new job and stuff so i I think it'll be good if he ever has to take weeks off, you know, because he can't necessarily record without me because I have all the equipment. I could set something up. Like if I can't record, it's good that we have like you, we've got Wasteland, I've got the Scenicast guys. We always have like people who can step in and co-host as needed, right? Um, I have never missed an episode actually of the of any of the shows. I almost did, but we didn't delete or we didn't we didn't upload the episode of Nerd Porn way back. That's funny. Yeah, that's it's kind of me too. You know, it's so I do the the same, right? I I run everything, I record everything, I have all the equipment and stuff. But I actually did upload and record an episode. I was there in the room, <laughs> but like I don't really watch Dragon Ball, <laughs> so they the but some of the guys in the podcast love Dragon Ball, so they wanted to do a Dragon Ball episode, a Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So I just took a step away from the mic and just recorded while they did it. That's the closest you have an episode without me in it. But I still get talked to in the background. So Yeah, and you probably open the episode, right? You probably say what well, you know, you kinda like host it in the beginning. No. Oh no. Like my my podcast is kind of a chaos. There's been episodes where I never even acknowledged that this is who's next podcast. So I just started rolling because a lot of times what I like to do is I click record and whatever the guys are talking about, just kind of let it go. Yeah. And sometimes I do it at the end. Yeah. Just build right into it. So that's, that's normally what I do. And then sometimes I'll be like, okay, this is who's next podcast, blah, blah, blah. But this one's something we just got wrapped up in. Now, I always do good about the the plan in my head. I have a plan in my head of where the, the conversation needs to go. It needs to go here, here, here. We want to cover this, this, and this. I let it go off the rails, but I'll always steer it back on track until we get through everything. And I do pretty decent with that. but. Yeah, we're we so, don't have rails anymore. The rails are gone, baby. We're now an automobile. There is no where we're yeah. going. We don't need roads. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Just, thanks for coming on. Um, so everybody, go listen to Who's Next podcast. Um, how many do you have now? Like, how many do you have running right now? 
Oh, I'm only doing the one now. I really, after COVID stuff happened too, I, I kind of dialed back on a lot of shit. Like the gamer needs for barely we don't do. I would like to pick it up again. In fact, there's an episode I have that we did and I never released it. Uh, it was a Final Fantasy VII remake. Some of those, so, some of those sound so gross, but they look good once you know, like once. Yeah, it was a weird squid sandwich. It actually wasn't bad though, because um, <laughs> it was a weird sandwich that you see in Final Fantasy VII remake when you walk in the city. If you go by one of the like little restaurant kiosk areas, mm-hmm. there's a sandwich just sitting on a table. Oh, that's funny. And so we recreated that sandwich based on what, and it looked weird. It had like octopus tentacles coming out of the sandwich. Oh, shit in it. Ugh. So we did that and I never released it yet. It's edited up and ready to go. I just never did because it just kind of, you know, how things went. Mm-hmm. So right now it's just the one because I stepped away from the movie so bad they're good and all that shit. So I've got Who's Next podcast and I, I do one week games of comics and that's what. You you did a podcast with me actually a few weeks ago, so that episode's up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you did it with me with with some of the guys that do the movies and comics talk, and then me and Kev do the gaming talk. So you I had Wasteland on at... last week, right? Hmm? You had Wasteland yeah. on last week. Did have Wasteland on? In fact, actually, the episode just dropped Tuesday. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, you guys recorded yeah. last week. We recorded last night. I just released it Tuesday. So, yeah, me and Wes. So, yeah, if, I know a lot of listeners here know who Wasteland Batman is. He joined me for a recent episode. If you want to hear, I tested his Batman knowledge <laughs> and uh, he failed. He did all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's he a failure. Right. He did all right. Um, and then we did, we every, I think I try to do it once a year. I go to the ESA. Uh, website. I think it's the uh, they do um, E3 and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And every year they put out like statistics of the gaming industry, and they put it out in a little like easy like a, they have a user friendly version of mm-hmm. it. It's simple, and so we go over the report. So oh. I did that with Wasteland. That's the episode that just dropped where we talked about like the the eighteen to thirty four year olds, which was our age group. Where do we play games the most? What kind of games do we play the most? And we looked at 18 to 34 year old women. Where do they play games? And it's very different. Like what kind of games they play and all that kind of stuff. And then we kind of got into like online shit and some of the statistics behind that and had a discussion about like online games. So if you're interested, that's what we did. Shout out to Wasteland. You're the man. Um, Appreciate him jumping on the episode with me. Glorious beard. His beard will attack everyone who disagrees. It's <laughs> uh, a beautiful beard, sir. That beard fucks. <laughs> that's right. It does fuck. Uh, yeah, and also check uh, Seth out over at twitch.tv forward slash savage 88 And while you're at it, check out Wasteland Batman at twitch.tv forward slash Batman. all one word. The E in waste is a three. Uh, this is the only E in any of the words, but I always have to say it that way. And then, obviously, find us at twitch.tv forward slash nerds the podcast. I'm sure if you listen, you know, we've probably already been over there, but we're at 167, I think, follows. So, we'd love to get some more. love to see some more people in there. You know, we get, depending on the night, you know, we get between, like, probably 5 and 12 people in there. So, I'd love to see that go up. I had a dream. I had like a hundred people, and I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck!" 
<laughs> I'm only at 42, I think. Damn, we need to get you to 50. Yeah, everybody go over and actually at least shoot a like over uh, or a follow over to Sammy Savage 88. And then we just got to get you up to... Do you have an average of three viewers? Because that one's pretty easy to do. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've nailed all the other ones. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's 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 not a big deal. I mean, like, for me, I'm actually not... Because if I wanted to try to get followers, I know what I would do. Um, But I, I'm, right now, I'm just, I'm just playing games. Uh, you know, there were some things I was shooting for that some things happened with, like, just on a personal level to where it I kind of had to rethink some things. So like mm-hmm. I play online. If you want to throw me to follow and get me up there, I appreciate it. If you just want to watch me play games, that's awesome too. Chad, if you like, but cause it, cause it, I know what I would do. What I would do is I would cut all the clips that I already do, share it on Reddit, share it on Instagram, share it on all these things, join different groups, put them on youtube i haven't put anything on youtube and like just like market machine it and i know that i could grow from that and then also get on other people's streams chat them up like there's you network that way and all that kind of stuff right like that's how you really grow it like that's how um what you call it um ian he's got that facebook group he's got like fifty thousand followers on his facebook group right now really yeah with the movie so bad they're good in fact, he's actually uh, with the 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 YouTube thing he's about to do is with these guys from Canada, and they did a docu. They actually did a documentary on the fans of the Evil Dead. Oh. They and um, they've done a few docu series or something like that. They're like filmmakers, and they're working with Ian to start some kind of YouTube thing about the movie. So bad they're good as well. So uh, and actually, he's got um, you know who else he's had on the podcast. I think I might have. Oh, you know who I did a podcast? I did a podcast with. Um, so you watch Troll Two? Of course. You know the guy who goes, "Oh my yeah, of course. god, they're eating yeah. her, and they're gonna eat me." Yeah, I did a podcast with that dude. Um, he was on with Ian, and uh, we did a versus battle. Uh, I actually, uh, well, you can listen to it and find out who won. Um, but I actually did pretty good on it, and um. It was fun, and he was one of the judges, That's so amazing. I got to talk to him for a little bit. Oh my god! <laughs> and I think he's also had a uh, Greg Sestero on. He's done an interview with Greg Sestero and some other stuff too. So, um, yeah, actual famous pretty, people. That's pretty cool, man. We have yeah, had, well, you know, just you guys. You're famous in your own way. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why I bring all that up is like the way he did that was he joined other Facebook groups reached out to different people, talked to them about stuff, connected, and like over time, it blew up to what it is, you know? Yeah, of course. True. But anyway. Well. Oh, uh, yeah. Appreciate the plugs. Of course. My butt is. Your butt is plugged up. It's got a little tail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to try Ornstein and Smo once we jump off. Hell yeah. I'll definitely watch. <laughs> uh yeah we love you guys we will be back um jesse will return we're gonna do a guest free episode because it's been a bit you know we we like to you know i love having everybody on um but every once in a while we like to just be like strip it down just have jesse and i or you know if keith was here still and god rest his soul in wherever he's traveling right now <laughs> um, the magic bus. yeah in the magic school bus um you know we like to just strip it down and have a, a, an episode here and there where it's just us and you know it happens we go through waves obviously where 
everyone gets busy and no one has time to guest or whatever. So we'll we'll do just a regular episode next week. We got some stuff to talk about. You know, there's a lot changing in the world and in our lives. Not really my life, but uh, so we want to have a, just a kind of catch up. So we will see you guys in a week, Seth. I will see you in about ten minutes while you're streaming. Everybody, go watch them. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>